Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. KYW News Radio Original Podcasts. From KYW News Radio 1039 FM, this is Flashpoint, shining light on the issues that matter to you in Philadelphia. Presented by the Gift of Life Donor Program. Organ donors save lives. Hi, I'm Raquel Williams, and this week on Flashpoint, he no longer plays for the Eagles, but his heart is here. We check in with the Earth's Foundation to discuss their latest philanthropic effort that'll uplift the hunting park community. We want to provide people with resources that will help them reach their goals. Our newsmaker of the week is the founder of Urban Kings and Queens Incorporated. He's bringing together kids from across Philadelphia and surrounding areas in a unique way. Connecting the sports with the education and the enrichment and really tap into all those avenues and really meeting children where they at. KYW's Antoinette Lee has our changemaker of the week who's making a huge impact in the community. It's a half hour you don't want to miss. Coming up on Flashpoint. Hello, and welcome to Flashpoint. I'm your host, Raquel Williams. Today, we're visiting with the Ertz Family Foundation. It was established in 2018 by Zach and Julie Ertz. Now, if the name sounds familiar, Zach, of course, is a three-time Pro Bowl tight end and was a Super Bowl champion for the Eagles. Now, the foundation focuses on community youth sports and education and services for the underserved in Philadelphia, but they have expanded their outreach significantly, and they are in the midst of a wonderful new venture. It's called House of Hope. They saw a need after the height of the pandemic, and they've partnered with Grace and Peace Community Fellowship. They're renovating the building to allow for the creation of services and resources for the Huntington Park community. With us today is Lisa Ertz and Kirsten Ferguson. Lisa is executive director and Kirsten is project program manager. Welcome to Flashpoint. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having us. So tell us about the uh, Ertz Foundation's commitment to uh, uplifting the urban centers of Philadelphia. So it really started, you know, several years ago, and obviously the pandemic has increased the need substantially. And In doing so, we decided to increase our outreach substantially and started a program the first fall of the pandemic where we got kids on the field to play, understanding that they weren't getting resources, they weren't getting, you know, the food resources they needed, the sports resources they needed. And really from that was born the idea that we could partner with Pastor Rob Whitmire and the Grace and Peace Community Fellowship on a lifelong dream of his to convert a awesome building in Hunting Park into this like sort of place of hope, place of resources, place for programs, and just, you know, really a a safe place to get kids off the streets. Well, let's talk about the mission. For children, uh, especially, hope Mm -hmm. is important. I mean, that's what they do, right? They dream, um, they imagine the future. Does hope need to be restored in Philadelphia? Well, oh boy, that's a, that's kind of a deep, you know, really deep question. I think that 
The answer is absolutely yes. Um, that said, I always want to make sure that we don't we we don't come in acting like we're going to solve the you know the lack of hope or that we're going to restore hope ourselves, but that we are a sort of cog in a gigantic wheel here. You know, doing what we think is our part to you know, bring faith to these kids, bring hope to these kids, bring programs and, you know, hopefully elevate their dreams to be very similar someday to what Zach and Julie had a chance to to dream about. So yes, and hopefully we could make a tiny little difference here. Kirsten, tell us more about what drove the mission. With everything going on with gun violence and we just see a need in Philadelphia. You know, me growing up in being so young and kids just not having the proper resources that I had when I was growing up, it really damages me. And that's why we're working, I'm working so hard for this project to be a success because I grew up in Philly, I'm a Philadelphia native and I had the proper resources and now kids in North Philly don't have that. And that's what we want to do. We want to provide people with career resources and programs and services and enrichment programs that will help them reach their goals because, you know, a lot of them don't have that nowadays and gun violence and all these social dilemmas are happening and they're impacting youth negatively. Mm -hmm. And we don't want them to go down the wrong path. And that is what a big part of this project is about. You know, you touched on something that I saw in a video that Zach was talking about. He talked about the easy access that he had to, you know, sports equipment and the like and the and the good fields and things like that when he was growing up. And he knew that it wasn't like that for everyone. So how important is it to bridge that gap? Yeah, so sports and education is such a big resource of what provides us with these successful things. And that was the whole point of Beyond the Field. Since COVID happened, all the sports programs and education completely changed and they had to resort to being online or not being in school, which keeps these kids off the streets and being involved in these violent actions We want to fix that problem by providing them with these programs and initiatives. A lot of these kids in North Philadelphia don't have that. And with COVID, it's just they don't have the proper mentors and the proper college access or resources. And that's a big part of why we're doing this. And that's what we learned during COVID, like interviewing just children in North Philadelphia saying they don't feel safe. They don't know where to go. They don't have Wi-Fi. We want to connect them to colleges. We want to connect them to trade schools or, you know, the programs and services that will run through this building, we hope will fill that gap. Lisa, maybe you can elaborate a little bit more on that. Violence is uh, a, a prevalent issue. How do you see House of Hope helping to chip away at that? The, um, the, the really the focus, as Kirsten pointed out, is in, in programming that is missing or that needs some uplifting, some awareness, some attention. And 
we have collaborated with a lot of local organizations that, you know, we feel are doing a really good job in the city at what they do. We're not going to have our own um, college readiness program. We're going to work with Philadelphia Futures. We're not going to have our own tutoring program. We're going to work with Ordinary Heroes and other organizations. We um, have a about 11 or 12 organizations now that as soon as the building is built, are they're basically waiting outside the door to come in and help and and bring their services and their resources to the kids in this in this community. I'm sort of hesitant to ever say we're going to fix something. You know, it is. I wish we could. You know, yeah. it's a collective a effort. People, yeah, yeah. Wish they could, and so. This is our tiny little magic wand that we're going to wave. And if we help one kid feel like there's people that care about them and that there's people that are doing extra stuff. I mean, I'll tell you a really quick, cute little story. When we were doing this beyond the field thing in the fall of 2020, um, Julie, my daughter-in-law was coming to every single one of the sessions and she was, you know, wearing masks and we were all masked up and, you know, she often had her hair in a pony and, a kid came up to her and said, I was standing right there and said, guess what? Julie Ertz is coming today. And Julie's, I looked at Julie, I'm like, okay, what is she going to say? And she goes, I'm Julie Ertz. And the kid's like, you've been here every time we've been here. (laughs) And it was adorable. And the point there is like, Zach and Julie really care about them. You know, they, they literally care about these kids and want to make sure that they feel that there's people in their corner Mm -hmm. and that there are people that are kind of going out of their way, raising money, um, elevating their, the needs of this population. And, you know, I I really think that it's going to make a difference. We're going to start with faith, you know, as an option for kids. And then like Kirsten said, we asked them in the same exact uh, different sessions we had, like, what do you need? How can we help you? And we heard from them what they needed. So we weren't, you know, hey, I think they, they need trauma-informed care. No, they told us they needed trauma-informed care. You know, they need food. Their family needs food. Their block needs food. But the fact that we can then pour into them as well, I, I just have to believe that the translation is going to be, you know, I have some place to go where they value my life. I understand that faith is the cornerstone of what the Earth Foundation is all about and what you do. Uh, We want to remind people that you're going to be renovating this church. It's still going to be a church, right? So you didn't mention faith. So there will be a church still there. Yeah, if if we didn't keep the church there, Pastor Rob would would have my head. Um, (laughs) Years and years ago, when Zachary first got to Philadelphia, he asked me to look around for a church that maybe we could just, you know, support after school programming at. And then, you know, we didn't really find like what we were looking for. I honestly think like this just dropped into our laps in terms of, you know, it, it fits every need. You know, there's a lot of things we can do there. It's a, it's a large building. We're going to have a beautiful community kitchen in the basement that is um, that Sunday Love Project, which is a wonderful organization here in Philly, is is going to run. And Acme Markets gave us a $236,000 donation sponsorship um, wow. to help with this kitchen and the Wi-Fi cafe. Comcast Lift Zones are going to provide the Wi-Fi. We have, you know, Allied Resources Group that is going to support us with workforce development, career exploration, Emerald Foundation with esports. Like the list goes on and on and on. Chegg, um, which is a wonderful organization that helps with education across the country, 
you know, was actually our first donor with Fist Bank, you know, yeah, like it just, it's, the list goes on the individual donations we've gotten, the people that have, you know, come out of all different areas in the city to help us. And it's really that it's really a family driven faith-based, you know, mission to, to help the kids and their families. Mm -hmm. Wow. It's quite the goal and you have quite the programs that, you want to implement. I, I I thought the the addressing the food insecurity issue was a big, very big deal, and the fact that yeah. you'll be having a community kitchen. That community kitchen yeah. idea is a great idea. So, uh, how many people and families do you think you'll be able to service with everything and uh, overall? One of the great things about this program is, or, or what we're doing together, is that Pastor Rob is also he's the pastor of Grace and Peace, but he's also the executive director of a wonderful organization in the city called Timoteo. And Timoteo is also a faith-based organization that uses sports as a way to get kids involved and then do the same, you know, outreach and resource-oriented um, programs for those kids, too. So basically on day one, we throw the doors open at the House of Hope to three to 500 kids and their families through this population that comes in there through Timoteo. That's not to say that's our only source of outreach. I mean, we're going to help people and kids and families on the street, you know, kids and families in the neighborhood. But the great piece here is on day one, we're, we're going to be able to open the doors to all these kids that are really waiting that that expression, if they build it, you know, if you build it, they will come. They've already come and they're waiting outside the door. I say that a lot. I, I saw the online tour of the way the church is looking now. And yeah. it's a very big space. I mean, it's to have a vision, it's such a vision for the different, the way the different rooms are going to transform and how different things are going to, you know, be in the, in the church. It's, it's, it's exciting. Is this something that you guys are going to be doing more of and you'll be broadening your services and maybe looking to renovate more spaces? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, let's, get the, let's finish this one first. $300,000 more dollars. Um, <laughs> it's, um, so the answer is, I think, TBD at this point. Okay, um, sure. You know, it's it's um, we set out to raise nine hundred thousand dollars for the renovation. And then in the in that nine hundred thousand was going to be baked in some programming costs, expenses so that Pastor Rob could make sure that, you know, if he wanted to run a seminar, we had the money, things like that. Now, sadly, renovation costs have gone way up with the pandemic. So we're still trying to raise, I'd like to raise another 300,000 that we could put aside for him for programming and, you know, events and things like that. You know, things as simple as like an end of the year football banquet for kids or like a recruiting event, like Kirsten mentioned that we have colleges come and see the kids. There's so many things that are missing that it, it actually, this building could be the you know, like the, the, the focal point, the ground zero, that's, you know, um, the, mm -hmm. you know, where everyone, everyone and everything happens in that community. You know, as you guys know, Zach is now playing for the Cardinals. He um, is very dedicated to continuing to help in Philly. But as far as another larger, large building like this, we'll have to see. We'll have to see. <laughs> we want to get it right this time. But the food insecurity piece is huge. We gave we continue to do that as well outside of the community kitchen as well. Well, you said you wanted to raise another $300,000. So I'm wondering how much is this entire project uh, costing? And tell me more about the 860 campaign. What is that? Yeah, so that was like a really fun brainstorm of a friend of mine when Zachary was traded. And, you know, we were all so sad. I was so sad. 
you know, and just kind of like appeal to the fans. If Zachary's brought joy into your life over the last eight and a half years, you want to help us continue to support the kids, you know, donate $8.60 from his number 86. And we raised over $100,000 in $8.60 donations in about 10 days. Hmm, It was amazing. We um, were at $900,000 for the capital campaign. And with that $100,000 from the 860, and I'm pushing for another 300,000, not because it's like, let's raise more, um, you know, because we got to where we wanted to be. And so now let's get more, Mm -hmm. but because there is more of a need than there was when we started out. And, you know, we constantly see every single day that kids need more, families need more. So we have the momentum going. So what's another (laughs) (laughs) $300,000? There you go. So tell us more about the project, how it's going. You broke ground when, October? Yeah, we um, we had our groundbreaking ceremony and it we're still waiting on the actual uh, demolition to start. I honestly think it's going to be in the next week. The city is insanely busy with projects and building. And so we've we've kind of been caught up in a little bit of that. Zados is our um, general contractor and and, uh, construction company that is doing a ton of work in the city there. They've been enormously helpful. Gnome Architects donated all their time, haven't charged us a thing to like draw up these amazing plans. We've had, we really, the outpouring has been overwhelming. It's, it's a beautiful thing. Everyone sees the need for this. So I, I think our plan, our hope is that we op- open the doors by the end of April, like the beginning of May. Of course, I wish it was sooner because I think the cold winter months in Philly are really hard. But then again, the really hot summer months are hard too, you know? So right. we just have to just have to get it open and get the kids and, and their moms and dads in, in the building. Kirsten, you were talking a little bit about uh, some of the different initiatives that will be coming out of the House of Hope. You talked about things like help with getting jobs. Of course, we were talking about the Community Kitchen Initiative. What are some of the other programs that you hope to see come through House of Hope? Sure. Um, we have the Emerald Foundation, which is eSports. Lisa touched on that one. Sunday Love is doing the food insecurity, so mm-hmm. making sure no one leaves hungry. Ordinary Heroes is doing tutoring, and it's a mentoring program and career support. And then we have Dr. Kate Felice, which is trauma-informed care, which mm-hmm. I personally mm-hmm. think is a very important one. A lot of children and families don't know that they are suffering mentally. So um, that will help them overcome those challenges if they are. And also Tim Mateo, that's that's more of a career. And then um, FCA, which is basically the same thing, just teaching kids skills, like teamwork, all that. And then we have Comcast. It's not, Mm -hmm. they're supplying us with Wi-Fi, since that is such a big issue. Um, A lot of kids don't have the proper resources to use computers and have that. Those are excellent programs. A lot of gaps being bridged uh, within those programs, Lisa. You know, the great thing again, Pastor Rob, I can't say enough about him. Um, He's been in that community, North Philadelphia community, for over 25 years with his ears to the ground of what's needed. Um, He 
you know, is, is entire leadership council at Grace and Peace is from that area as well. Government workers, healthcare workers, educators, people that really understand the need of the families and the kids in that in that area. And most of the programs that Kirsten mentioned, Pastor Rob has already been working with in some capacity, whether it's, you know, to help to Mateo kids with their tutoring needs or their college readiness stuff or, you know, just all the all we have run a couple of combines with the Maxwell Football Club. I mean, the list goes on and on and on as to the people that have reached out, the Youth Sports Collaborative here. There's just so many wonderful people that have asked us, you know, how can we help, you know, and and they have their own funding. So that's the most wonderful piece. They come in, they run their programs, they have their own funding. And so we're not developing programs. We're just, you know, basically giving them facilitating yeah a place to do it and then you know money to do some other stuff sounds great and how can people get involved if they'd like to give to the cause or somehow volunteer yeah we have a very i think a very informative website where you can see all the different ways to get involved www.artsfamilyfoundation.org we're still running the eight dollar and sixty cent donation program, and that's super simple. It's, we're always looking for volunteers. We're running a really large coat drive in North Philly next week from Saturday, and we, I think, Kirsten's been able to get a hundred volunteers through um, the Drexel Medical School population, which is amazing. Um, Kirsten's a proud graduate of Temple University, and you know, Temple's great with volunteers and Wispis is sending, I don't know, Kirsten, what, 20 volunteers or something? It's crazy. It's amazing. And then um, Pastor Rob has church volunteers. It's very, very, very inspiring to see how many people actually really want to, you know, how can we help? And then mm-hmm. they, they follow up. So yeah. we're very, very fortunate that way, you know, and that's what Zach and Julie want to do is elevate their voice, elevate their platform to bring goodness to the city commensurate with how much love they felt when they were here. That's great. They're that's not great. here anymore. It's oh. terrible. <laughs> well, they're reaching back and, and I think that's yeah. awesome. And I think the work that you guys are doing uh, is great and it will uh, reach lots of people in a much needed uh, uh, community. So Lisa Ertz yeah. and Kirsten Ferguson, continued success to the Ertz Foundation. And thank you so much for joining us on Flashpoint. Thank you for having us. Thank you. Flashpoint is sponsored by the Gift of Life Donor Program. Organ donors save lives. Register today at DonorsOne.org. Welcome back to Flashpoint. I'm your host, Raquel Williams. The founder of Urban Kings and Queens Incorporated is bringing together youth from across Philadelphia and surrounding areas, and he's using sports and education to do it. KYW's Shara Day Howard caught up with Hanif Hill. During a pandemic and an unprecedented rise in gun violence across Philly, that's when Urban Youth Kings and Queens founder Hanif Hill turned a five-year passion project educating youth into a movement bringing Philadelphia communities together zip code by zip code. Thank you so much for being here, Hanif. Thank you for having me. So when the world seems as though it's turning upside down, that's when the fire 
got lit underneath you? How did you see possibility in the moment and by using education and sports to reach these kids? Yeah, I think, you know, making an impact for the youth and the children and the community is very important. And sports was an avenue for me to gain a lot of the children's attention because they're, they're very engaged, they're very active. But the ultimate goal is to really help the child, you know, all around and then just being a positive role model in their lives. So I think, you know, connecting the sports with the education and the enrichment can really tap into all those avenues and really, you know, meeting children where they at. Because a lot of the children, not everybody's an athlete and not every child is strong in a classroom. And so we wanted to offer a variety of opportunities to be able to reach numerous children from different backgrounds with different interests. And this coming week, you're celebrating a milestone, right? Um, we're actually celebrating our five-year anniversary next week, which I'm, I'm very grateful for and excited about. Yeah, so Urban Youth Kings and Queens was really an opportunity for me to be able to engage children and offer a lot of the life skills that I had learned throughout my life, you know, as a child, as a former collegiate athlete, a student athlete. And so I wanted to be able to make an impact, you know, within the community that, that helped raise me, that I'm from, and offer these skills, offer these life lessons, and make it a big picture that's not about me, but really about the children of today. And so we've been able to do that successfully for the past five years. We've serviced this year alone over 500 children, which is something that I'm very thankful for to be able to, to know the impact that we're making, to see the, the growth of the organization and the outreach that we're making. We have children that come from over 50 different zip codes. So it's very community-based, but also it's something that other people from other communities find beneficial. So they're willing to travel the distance to come and be a part of what we're offering, to see what we're offering. And really, you know, talking and engaging with the families have been fulfilling because their children are having, you know, lasting impressions and lasting experiences where, you know, to them, you know, staying involved with us throughout the year has been very impactful. Now, what I love is that it's North Philly, West Philly. You said all the zip codes. Now you've got the kids from all these zip codes, but you also have the parents. This is a big part of making sure that communities are healthy. Absolutely. The parents are a very integral part. And a, a lot of it is, is you know, parents talking to parents. You know, you can offer a program, but the parents are supporting it. They're sharing it with their friends, with their families, their co-workers. So a lot of the parents are impressed with what we're offering, you know, how we engage with the children, how we actually take the time to help the children develop, whether it's in academics or whether it's in athletics, but really taking that time to get to know the children, meet them on their level and embrace them for who they are. So that has been a very big part. And we're also trying to find ways to keep the parents engaged, get the parents involved. A lot of our programs are our parents who are helping out, volunteering their time, giving their energy, sharing their resources. So we're very thankful for the families, the children, especially the parents who are engaged in what we do. Yes, and keeping them engaged is really important. But, you know, Philadelphia, we're block to block. So bridging these communities is really important. And that's what you're doing. Yeah, I'm, I'm all about diversifying and really bringing the communities together. You know, when we started initially, we were primarily in Mount Airy, but I also had a goal where I wanted to, to go and expand some of our programs into the Germantown community. And, you know, in doing that, I found that the families from Mount Airy also wanted to be a part of what we were doing in Germantown and vice versa. And, you know, also kids from Chestnut Hill, from Roxborough, North Philly, West Philly, um, even the counties up at Darby. You know, so it's, it's just it's amazing 
to see how diverse we are, you know, the inclusion of one community to another, you know, children who are going to different schools, private schools, charter schools, public schools, homeschool. I mean, we have it all. And it's amazing to watch it all come together and to see the children grow and develop, build friendships, um, build lasting relationships with one another and also the families, the, the, the parents, you know, seeing them at the games, they're enjoying each other's presence. They're talking and, and enjoying watching their children engage in the activity. So it's just amazing to see it come together. And I, I take pride in being able to, you know, tap into the different communities, but also bring them together, you know, whether through our sports, our educational programs. So there's baseball, basketball, football. Every season you've got these kids moving. They don't stop. Why is that important? Yes, from the, the baseball to the to the basketball to our, our enrichment programs. Now we're doing after school programs. We're looking to expand into summer camps. And so really, you know, my goal is kids kids need to stay active. They need to stay busy. There's a lot of violence going on right now and it's important to keep the kids engaged, not just during the season, but all year. I mean kids need things to do. Parents want things to do. They want to keep their children involved and was one of the things I learned early on when I thought they needed a break. Parents are like, what's next? What's next? And so to me, finding a way to keep our schedule full, keep the children engaged and, and keep them busy has been, you know, part of the success of Urban Youth because we're diverse. We're not just offering one program during the season. We're full year. You know, we're offering education. We're offering enrichment. We're in the schools. We're in the community and we're doing community service. We're giving back to the community. So it's, it's really finding different ways to engage the community, engage the family, engage the children. And it's a representation of who I am as a person as well, because I'm about giving, you know, whether I'm giving my time or whether I'm giving resources. And I love to be able to do that through the organization, but also have other people willing to support that cause. You touched on this already. The fact that gun violence is at an all-time high. The kids are really vulnerable to this. And you're finding ways to make sure that not only are they not targets, but they're never on the street to begin with. And in addition to that, then we had the pandemic. Mm -hmm. And this is when your organization, your foundation got fire lit under it and you took off. Mm -hmm. Tell me about that. Yeah, the gun violence is very detrimental to the city. It's sad to see how the world is changing. But, you know, I think you know, the important thing is, as urban youth, we, we do our part of engaging the kids, of giving them an outlet, of giving them an opportunity. You know, that's us doing our part. And so when I talk about us providing programs and opportunities throughout the year, that's the reason why. We need to keep the kids off the streets. We, as a provider, need to do our part and offer them opportunities where they don't have to be on the streets, where they don't have to be idle walking in the streets looking for something to do. We're giving you something to do. We're giving you opportunities. And we want the children to stay busy and to stay active, whether it's, it's in our academics or our athletic programs, whether it's through an internship, through a part-time job. I want to find every way to engage kids and, and keeping them involved. And then on top, there's a pandemic. The pandemic was really a, a rough time for the world, a rough time, you know, especially for the city of Philadelphia and then our youth. It still is. And it still is. And, and you know, me being home with my daughter, I saw the impact, immediate impact that it was having, not just on her, but then all the other kids. And so it was important for us not to settle and just hide under the rug and wait for the pandemic to kind of let us get back to our normalcy, but find a way to operate during that time, find a way to engage the children, engage the families. And then we were able to open up our remote learning center 
get outside and, and start baseball again. And so we were eager. We also got out in the community. We started, you know, our food pantry in Germantown. We saw the possibilities and how we could become a, a greater resource to the communities. And let's talk about how you make sure that it's not just exposure to these athletics and to education, but it's exposure to things and people that are different, different backgrounds, respecting it and working with it, but also seeing the value in it. Bring families together from different cultures, different backgrounds, different beliefs, and watch it flourish. I think that's one of the, the things that we take a lot of pride in is how diverse we are as an organization and as a community. Thank you so much for being here, Hanif. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. If you're considering home care for yourself or a loved one, Patriot Home Care makes it easy with a caring and compassionate staff. Don't be overwhelmed by all the choices. Let Patriot Home Care help. Patriot Home Care is growing with offices throughout Philadelphia and now in Delaware. Patriot is accepting caregivers and new clients virtually as well. At Patriot, you will love what you do and feel rewarded by taking care of people who need your help. Patriot also offers some of the area's best pay, benefits, and a $600 sign-on bonus to new caregivers. Visit PatriotHomeCare.org. The Philly Rising Changemaker of the Week is presented by Patriot Home Care. What up, it's Antoinette Lee here with this week's Philly Rising Changemaker. We're highlighting a woman from West Oak Lane who was channeling her grief into passion. Her name is Shamika Sawyer, and she's an award-winning filmmaker. Here's how she's teaching and empowering others, especially young people, to take their stories and those of their loved ones into their own hands. Shamika Sawyer founded a nonprofit in 2014 after her older brother passed away from cancer. We used to make, like funny videos all the time. And I was looking for a sense of, you know, community to help me process and deal with uh, losing my oldest brother. Through filmmaking, she turned pain into passion. Now, the Five Short Project teaches young people of color how to create short films that represent their lived experiences and fight misrepresentation. We are trying to dismantle some of the stereotypes around our culture. We want to create stories from our perspective, written in our words, so people can get a better sense of who we are. Her latest mission was inspired by her younger brother, Alan, a father and entrepreneur. Last year, he was murdered a week away from his 35th birthday. Gun violence in Philadelphia is like out of control. So he basically got two or three minutes or seconds on the news. And but no one knew who he was. It was this a man was shot in Germantown and was taken to the hospital. And that was it. No picture of him, no nothing. So I created a short documentary about him just as like therapy for myself um, and as like a, a way to humanize my brother because I really didn't like how his murder was uh, covered in media. Now, using what she knows best, she wants to teach teens who have lost someone to gun violence how to take control of their loved one's story and memory. To pour that those emotions into filmmaking um, and in the process, learn the video production um, side of filmmaking, like behind the camera, and also create a short documentary about their loved one, but not from the perspective of the murder, but more so again, to humanize the person that they lost and um, <clears throat> to show people that uh, the person they lost meant something to them and this is what they meant so that's my goal she's also hoping that by giving teens an outlet for creative expression she may be able to deter more lives from being lost too many times we try to depend on other people to save us or to do the right thing 
And we forget how much power we have on our own to create change and to to inspire, influence. You can find this full story and more information about the Bout Mind Project on KYWnewsradio.com. If you know a Philly rising change maker we should highlight next, please let me know. You can tweet me at ARLE on air. That's A-R-L-E-E on air. Flashpoint is a production of KYW News Radio 1039 FM. For more, go to KYWnewsradio.com slash Flashpoint and subscribe to the Flashpoint Podcast wherever you get your shows. Presented by the Gift of Life Donor Program. Organ donors save lives.